0: Part three, Chapters fourteen and fifteen of Bonaventure, a Prose Pastoral of Acadian Louisiana. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Bonaventure, a Prose Pastoral of Acadian Louisiana by George W. Cable. Part three, Chapter fourteen. Who She Was. For a moment, somewhat more than her profile shone upon Claude's bewildered gaze. "'I shall see her eye to eye at last!' shouted his heart within. But the next moment she turned away, and with two companions, who came across the same threshold, moved up the street, and at the nearest corner vanished. Her companions were the American lady and the artist— Claude wheeled and hurried to pass around the square in the opposite direction, and as he reached the middle of its third side, saw the artist hand them into the street-car, lift his hat, and return towards the studio. The two men met at the foot of the stairs. The Spaniard's countenance betrayed a restrained elation. "'You go and see a picture now,' he said, in a modestly triumphant tone. "'Come in,' he added, as Claude would have passed the studio door. "'They went in together. The Spaniard talked. Claude scarcely spoke. "'I cannot repeat the conversation literally, but the facts are these. "'A few evenings before, the artist had been one of the guests at a musical party given by a lady whose name he did not mention.' He happened, he modestly believed it accidental, to be seated beside the hostess when a young lady, Jung Creole Lathy, he called her, who was spending a few days with her, played the violin. The Spaniard's delicate propriety left her also nameless, but he explained that, as he understood, she was from the Tesh. She played charmingly, for an amateur, he qualified, but what had struck him more than the music was her beauty, her figure, her picturesque grace. And when he confessed his delight in these, his hostess, seemingly on the inspiration of the moment, said, Paint her picture, paint her just so. I'll give you the order, not a mere portrait, a picture. And he had agreed, and the Jung lady had consented. The two had but just now left the studio. To-morrow a servant would bring violin, music rack, etc. The ladies would follow, and then— You hear music, anyhow, said the artist. That was his gentle way of intimating that Claude was not invited to be a looker-on. On the next day, Claude in his nook above, with the studio below shut from view by the curtain of his inner window, heard the ladies come. He knows they are these two, for one voice, the elder, blooms out at once in a gay abundance of words, and the other speaks in soft, low tones that, before they reach his ear, run indistinguishably together." Soon there comes the sound of tuning the violin, while the older voice is still heard praising one thing and another, and asking careless questions. "'I suppose that cotton cloth covers something that is to have a public unveiling some day, doesn't it?' Claude cannot hear the answer. The painter drops his voice even below its usual quiet tone. But Claude knows what he must be saying, that the cloth covers merely a portrait he is finishing of a young man who has sat for it to please a wifeless and, but for him, childless and fondly devoted father. And now he can tell by the masculine step and the lady's one or two lively words that the artist has drawn away the covering from his, Claude's, own portrait, But the lady's young companion goes on tuning her instrument. Tink, 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 and now the bow is drawn. Why, how singular! exclaims the elder lady. Why, my dear, come here and see. Somebody has got your eyes. Why, he's got your whole state of mind, a reduplication of it. And I declare he looks almost as good as you do. If I... The voice stops short. There is a moment's silence in which the unseen hearer doubts not the artist is making signs that yonder window and curtain are all that hide the picture's original, and the voice says again, I wish you'd paint my picture, and the violin sounds once more its experimental notes. But there are other things which Claude can neither hear nor see nor guess he cannot see that the elder lady is already wondering at and guardedly watching an agitation betrayed by the younger in a tremor of the hand that fumbles with her music-sheets and music-stand in the foot that trembles on the floor in the reddened cheek and in the bitten lip he may guess that the painter sits at his easel with kindling eye But he cannot guess that just as the elder lady is about to say, My dear, if you don't feel, the tremor vanishes, the lips gently set, and only the color remains. But he hears the first soft moan of the tense string under the bow, and a second, and another— and then as he rests his elbows upon the table before him and covers his face in his trembling hands, it seems to him as if his own lost heart had entered into that vibrant medium and is pouring thence to heaven and her ear its prayer of love. Paint, artist, paint, let your brushes fly. None can promise you she shall ever look quite like this again. Catch the lines the waving masses and dark coils of that loose-bound hair, the poise of head and neck, the eloquent sway of the form, the folds of garment that no longer hide but are illumined by the plenitude of an inner life and grace, the elastic feet, the ethereal energy and discipline of arms and shoulders, the supple wrists, the very fingers quivering on the strings, the rapt face, and the love-inspired eyes. Claude, Claude, when every bird in forest and field knows the call of its mate, can you not guess the meaning of those strings? Must she open those sealed lips and call your very name? She who would rather die than call it? He does not understand, yet without understanding he answers— He rises from his seat, he moves to the window, he will not tiptoe or peep, he will be bold and bad. Brazenly he lifts the curtain and looks down, and one, one only, not the artist and not the patroness of art, but that one who would not lift her eyes to that window for all the world's wealth, knows he is standing there, listening and looking down. He counts himself all unseen, yet presently shame drops the curtain. He turns away, yet stands, hearkening. The music is about to end. The last note trembles on the air. There is silence. Then someone moves from a chair, and the single cry of admiration and delight from the player's companion is the player's name, Marguerite Beausoleil. Hours afterward there sat Claude in the seat where he had sunk down when he heard that name. The artist's visitors had made a long stay, but at length they were gone, and now Claude, too, rose to go out. His steps were heard below, and presently the painter's voice called persuadingly up, Saint-Pierre, Saint-Pierre, come see. They stood side by side before the new work, claude gazed in silence at length he said still gazing i'll buy it when tis finish but the artist explained again that it was being painted for marguerite's friend for what she wanted demanded claude the spaniard smiled and intimated that the lady probably thought he could paint but at any rate he went on to say she seemed to have a hearty affection for the girl herself whom he said she had described as being as good as she looked claude turned and went slowly out when at sunset he stood under the honey locust tree on the levee where he was wont to find his father waiting for him he found himself alone but within speaking distance he saw st pierre's skiff just being drawn ashore by a ragged negro who presently turned and came to him half lifting the wretched hat that slouched about his dark brows and smiling sim like you done forgot me he said don't you member how i used live at belle alliance yes sir i's de one what show bonaventure de road to grand point yes sir but i done left dere since mr wallace sold de place yes sir and when I meet up with you, Papa, you never see a nigger so glad like I was, no sir, and likewise you Papa, yes sir, and he asks me as I want to work for him, and I see he needn't help, and so I turn in and help him, oh yes, sir, das more'n a week now since I've been working for your Papa. They got into the skiff and pushed off the Negro alone at the oars. "'Powerful strong current on udder side,' he said, "'pulling quietly upstream to offset the loss of way "'he must make presently in crossing the rapid flood. "'Mister Claude, I see a gentleman dis day noon "'what I ain't see before since bout six year and more. "'I disremember his name, but... "'Tarbox?' asked Claude, with sudden interest. "'Yes, sir, das it, Tarbox.' Sim like any man ought to member dat name. Him and you papa done gone down de canal, yes sir, in a pirogue. He come in a big hurry and say how they got a big crevasse up de river on dat side, and he want make you papa see one man what livin' on Lake Catouache. Yes sir, and you papa say you find your supper in de pot. And Mr. Tarbox, he say he want you take one horse and ride up till de crevasse, and you find one friend of yours yonder one engineer, and he say, Mr. Tarbox, how he low to meet up with you at you papa house to-morrow daylight. Yes, sir, Mr. Tarbox. Yes, sir. End of Part 3, Chapter 14 Part 3, Chapter 15 Can They Close the Break The towering cypresses of the far southern swamps have a great width of base from which they narrow so rapidly in the first seven or eight feet of their height and thence upward taper so gradually that it is almost or quite impossible for an axeman, standing at their roots, to chop through the great flare that he finds abreast of him and bring the trees down. But when the swamps are deep in water... The swamper may paddle up to these trees, whose narrowed waists are now within the swing of his axe, and standing up in his canoe, by a marvel of balancing skill, cut and cut, until at length his watchful up-glancing eye sees the forest giant bow his head, then a shove a few backward sweeps of the paddle and the canoe glides aside and the great trunk falls smiting the smooth surface of the water with a roar that miles away reaches the ear like the thunder of artillery the tree falls but if the woodsman has not known how to judge and choose wisely when the inner wood is laid bare under the first big chip that flies There are many chances that the fallen tree will instantly sink to the bottom of the water and cannot be rafted out. One must know his craft even in Louisiana swamps. Knowledge is power. When Josephine and Mr. Tarbox finished out that Sunday twilight walk, they talked, after leaving the stile behind, only on business. He told her of having lately been with a certain expert in the swamps of Barataria, where he had seen some noble cypress forests tantalizingly near to navigation and market, but practically a great way off, because the levees of the great sugar estates on the Mississippi River shut out all deep overflows. Hence these forests could be bought for seemingly a mere tithe of their value, now he proposed to buy such a stretch of them along the edge of the shaking prairie north of lake katouache as would show on his part he said caution but not temerity he invited her to participate and why for the simple reason that the expert and engineer had dropped the remark that in his opinion a certain levee could not possibly hold out against the high water of more than two or three more years and that when it should break it would spread from three to nine feet of water over hundreds of square miles of swamp forests prairie tremblante and rice and sugar fields and many leagues of railway zosphine had consented and though mr tarbox had soon after gone upon his commercial travels he had effected the purchase by correspondence little thinking that the first news he should hear on returning to new orleans would be that the remotely anticipated break had just occurred and now could and would the breach be closed or must all Barataria soon be turned into, and remain for months, a navigable yellow sea? This, Claude knew, was what he must hasten to the crevasse to discover, and return as promptly to report upon, let his heart-strings draw as they might towards the studio in Carondelet Street and the Christian Women's Exchange. End of Part 3 Chapter 15